0: It's the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. We're back again. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. We are streaming live from the free state of Florida, and we're glad you're here. And it is a wonderful sunny day in Florida, and we have the pleasure of announcing a new endorsement for our governor, Ron DeSantis, Elon Musk. If you haven't been uh, listening closely, Elon Musk has just hinted that he may vote for our governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. And uh, we couldn't be happier. That was on a, a, something that happened on Twitter. I guess somebody asked uh, Elon Musk who he would lean to vote for. And he said, uh, Elon Musk, or he said, uh, Ron DeSantis. Well, that's just another good reason to live in Florida. Anyway, so it's glad you guys are here today. We got some breaking news. This is uh, straight off the presses. This is from Gateway Pundit. Breaking, fully vaccinated and boosted Dr. Fauci test positive for COVID-19 pandemic pandemic. Uh, Positive for COVID nineteen for the first time since the pandemic started. So, here we go. This is it. This is the. This is what we all been waiting for. As uh, some of us have been waiting for the grand bah of social distancing and mask wearing and telling you what you should and shouldn't do and basically being better than everybody else and wear, wear a mask, get vaccinated. If you do everything I say, everything's gonna be fine. Well, guess what? Now he's got COVID. knew this was going to happen. This was a risk you run when you go around talking about how great you are. And if everybody just listens to you, everything will be fine. And all of the bad things that we are imposing on you, people, it's all for your own good, because at least you're not going to get COVID. And here he is. He's got COVID. And uh, he's currently not experiencing. He's currently experiencing mild symptoms, they say. He will go into self-isolation and continue working from home. Uh, he's been fully vaccinated and boosted twice, so that means he's had, by my calculations, probably four shots. And here he is—he tested positive for the COVID nineteen. Yeah, well, like I said, th- this is what happens when you walk around telling everybody that you are going to uh, impose your will on them if they don't if they don't follow your instructions, and if they don't follow your instructions, and they're gonna they're gonna be in bad shape. Uh, At this time, there should be no, this should stop in the tracks, any kind of government action on mandates. This should stop in the tracks, any mandates, uh, uh, COVID vaccine mandates, they should not, they should not go forward anymore. Any, anybody who's been fired from their job because of COVID-19 vaccine mandates, anyone who has not. Uh, been able to uh, go anywhere because they haven't had a vaccine, this should stop it because this shows you once and for all, symbolically, the vaccine does not prevent COVID, as we all know. But there are probably some people out there who think it does. The vaccine does not prevent COVID. You people at Twitter, the vaccine does not prevent COVID infection. You people at Facebook, the vaccine does not prevent COVID infection. You people at Google, the vaccine does not prevent COVID infection. This is something that we have all known, most of us, and now it has completely been vindicated because the, like I said, the grand Pooba of vaccines, the grand Pooba of mitigation strategies, the grand Pooba of lockdowns. Anthony S. Fauci, M.D., has COVID-19 despite doing all the right things. I don't, I don't wish him the, anything other than the best. I hope he gets, he gets better, and uh, gets recovers completely. And this is not to say that if you've out there and you had a vaccine and you, you think you did a, the right thing for yourself, absolutely, that is your right. But what I'm talking about is vaccine mandates. People who have been punished for vaccines and not having vaccines should immediately be made whole. Uh, anybody who's been fired should be have their job back. Anybody who's been harmed in any way by these vaccine mandates uh, needs to be at least at the very least have an apology given to them because this is absolute foolproof that there's nothing about the vaccine that prevents you from getting COVID or spreading it. Oh, well, anyway, this is a, this is kind of a funny, funny story. This is from um, conservativebrief.com. Michael Avenatti, who is the porn lawyer, who was Stormy Daniels porn lawyer, who uh, Brian Stelter felt like was going to be a great, I think you'll be a great president one day. And uh, he stopped short of saying he had to throw up his leg from Michael Avenatti, but I'm quite sure he did have a throw up his leg from Michael Avenatti. Anyway, Michael Avenatti to plead guilty to stealing millions faces up to 300 years in prison. My goodness. So this guy, he's, he's a lawyer. He's a creepy porn lawyer who was uh, basically felt like he was going to be the guy to take down uh, Trump. So clearly If he was going to be the guy to take down Trump, then he was the darling of the media. That was like, uh, you know, that's 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 a given. That's if if you say to you to you advertise yourself as I'm the guy to take down Trump, then it is going to then you are automatically going to be the hero to the media, and he was, and he's a hero to the establishment, including rhinos. Anyway, he was this uh, representing this porn actress uh, Stormy Daniels, who felt like somehow or another she needs to uh i guess get some money from uh donald trump at the time president trump and then avenatti was going to defend her or he was going to argue her case and actually uh he's going to drop the bombshells he was going to he was going to blow open all the secrets same as michael cohen was going to do the disgraced uh, lawyer who uh gave up donald trump's uh attorney client privilege um uh, to uh the federal uh to the investigators and um uh, didn't stand up for himself. That that fool went to prison and didn't get anything for his uh, his trouble. Actually, he got convicted on something to do with tax seed medallions. Anyway, this creepy porn lawyer is, it has been, uh, I guess, acting his own counsel. And it says here that Mr. Avenatti wishes to plead in order to be accountable to accept responsibility for... Avoid his, avoid former clients from being further burdened, save the court and government significant resources, and save his family further embarrassment. So he did this thing where apparently, uh, I'm not really sure how, how it works, but he says he plans to plead open, which allows a judge to set punishment without a plea agreement with prosecutors. So I guess he was afraid of the prosecutors, and somehow he had a good feeling about this judge that the judge wasn't, in fact, going to give him 300 years. So he's, he's, he's done that, and we'll see how much he's going to get. He may have been sentenced already. Who knows? This is from yesterday, so I don't think he has. But yeah, creepy porn lawyer, uh, Michael Avenatti, who, like I said, was the darling of the uh, media and the darling of the establishment, especially on the left. And Benny on the right, who was going to be the man to take down Trump, is now uh, he's agreeing that he needs to go to, he needs to face some time. Good for him. Uh, This is a weird story. This is this guy who is the, star of the new film the flash which hasn't come out yet it's in post-production anyway this is the ezra miller it says breitbart authorities quote cannot locate the flash star ezra miller following grooming allegations so apparently he's been uh according to this this lady's parents uh he has been grooming this child since she's been 12 years old and has now uh absconded with her uh Actually she's eighteen now, so legally she's allowed to do this. But the court was going to issue an order to uh him, but he they cannot find him. It says the authorities are unable to locate or serve the flash star Ezra Miller with an order accusing the actor of quote physically and emotionally abusing and grooming a teenager since she was twelve. The parents of an eighteen year old have obtained a protective order against Miller, according to a report by Los Angeles Times. So this is this is what this guy looks like. There he is. Ezra Miller. And when I first saw that, I was like, well, this guy looks uh, interesting. Uh, And then here we are (laughs) toward the end. This guy apparently is kind of a um, little bit of a, I I guess you call him wild person. It says, Miller has been arrested twice this year in Hawaii, the first time in March after officers responded to a report of a disorderly bar patron with a second arrest in April for an alleged assault. During one of his Hawaii arrests, the actor gave police a stern warning as they apprehended him telling arresting officers to get his pronouns right or face legal consequences for hate crime after police addressed him as sir rather than they. Isn't this a crazy, crazy world we live in? Ezra Miller. You know, what's interesting about this Flash movie is this is a movie I actually want to see, not because of Ezra Miller or The Flash. I don't care. Actually, I don't know what The Flash is. I guess he goes back in time. And this movie is called The Flash. He goes back in time. And they're adapting the storyline from... Uh, a comic book uh, that deals with time travel, and apparently The Flash is able to go back in time and go through multiple universes somehow. Anyway, the whole reason I'm interested in it is because Michael Keaton will be uh, re, uh, re, um, reappearing as Batman for the first time since 19, I think, 92 was when he was in Batman um, the last time, which was the sequel to the original uh, movie, not the original movie. I think there was a movie before in the '60s with Adam West, but this was a movie that I guess I guess at that point it was the reboot, the 1989 Batman, and they had another Batman anyway. So Michael Keaton was Batman in those two movies, and that started off really the comic book uh, so-called superhero movie industry that is now over. I mean, taken over the whole the whole industry. But anyway, so he's going to play a version of Batman that apparently this character goes back and is able to see and, and talk about or interact with. And then the other Batman is still going to exist. That is the Batman that is, um, the uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Matt Damon's buddy. Anyway, uh, Ben Affleck. So there's going to be two Batmans in the story. But I think it's interesting because I always thought that it would be interesting to have Batman again as uh, Michael Keaton. And I think that would be a way to... I, if they, did, I think they should do a whole movie on that. That'd be interesting to have Michael Keaton as Batman, and they could see how he, what he's been doing since he was Batman. It'd be nice to have a kind of a change of pace from the typical you know, Hollywood comic book thing. It'd be a little bit different wrinkle on things. It'd be kind of like do like a, a Batman uh, meets Unforgiven, where Batman is kind of retired. He's he's no longer active, but then something brings him out of retirement, and here you are, and you have Michael Keaton going out and. Uh, you know, doing his thing as Batman. But anyway, so who knows if that movie will ever? I guess it'll see the light of day. It's going to have to. They already spent all this money. But this is interesting. This guy took off with this young lady. Okay, so um, I don't. This is uh, this is from um, last week. Is the Ministry of Truth? You know, Biden's Ministry of Truth. Truth that this lady, the singing Mary Poppins of uh, disinformation, was going to head up, and then she got fired. Or she quit actually because they they paused her um, they paused her her ministry of truth. This is from the Liberty Beacon. It says leaked documents expose U.S. Ministry of Truth. And then what happened was this Ministry of Truth was out there. So Chuck Grassley and Josh Hawley uh, cited uh, whistleblower files in an open letter to the Homeland Security chief and asked for information about it. And then they were the, I guess they had to produce information to these senators and the. What they found out, Chuck Grassley and Josh Hawley found out, was that the it says the department quote planned to coordinate efforts to leverage ties with social media platforms to enable remo- of, removal of user content. Now that's what happened to us, you know. They removed our user content, and why did they do that? And it said uh, the DGB, which is the uh, the F- disinformation governance board was established to serve as more than a simple, quote, working group to develop guideline standards and guardrails for protecting civil liberties. They wrote, oh, they wrote, in fact, DSH documents show that the DGB, it sounds kind of like the KGB, doesn't it? The DGB was designed to be the department's central hub, clearinghouse, and gatekeeper for administration policy in response to whatever has happened via, whatever it happened to decide was, quote, disinformation. So, this DGB was going to be the KGB of disinformation. And from there, they were going to decide what happened to people who were um, convicted, like, like we were, by YouTube, of disinformation. And it said that, uh, so this is really, this is kind of scary stuff, because when they start on this road of censorship, let's say uh, the government gets in bed with uh, Facebook and Twitter and they have this governance board and then they start saying, okay, well, here's, here's the things that we need to look out for these people we've identified or these topics we've identified as disinformation. Uh, how soon after that is it before, not only is your content removed, but you're held liable. I mean, there's a lot of people in Washington DC right now who went to the January 6th um, Uh, January 6th in the Capitol, who are still locked away, have not had any court dates yet. And there's no end in sight to when they're going to be actually uh, seen in court. Um, So that was just by marching. What if you what if you uh, I don't know, what if you get online and you have a podcast and you say the vaccine does not prevent covid infection? The covid vaccine does not prevent covid infection. And then the DGB decides, well, that's disinformation. Well, is it enough to just silence you from uh, YouTube, or is there more um, more drastic measures that need to be taken? And that's that's what I said. This is just the beginning of it. The thing about these, these administrative branches of the government is they don't really operate in the normal fashion where the laws are passed, and then they have to follow the law, and the executive branch implements them. They pass their own laws. They make their own laws. They, manage, they make administrative law, and then they administer their own laws. So they're kind of like uh, on their own, really. They're a judge, jury, and executioner in many ways. Look at the EPA or something like that. And so it would be very, very frightening to see what would happen if this system here, this Department of uh, this, this Disinformation Governance Board, if this comes to fruition. It actually has actually only been paused now. They are still looking to do this. They've, they took a, a Bush's Homeland Security guy, Chertoff, and he's in charge of this. So there's, it's still on. It's just been paused. But Chertoff has re- replaced the Mary Poppins of uh, disinformation, Nina Yankowitz or Jenkowitz. So we'll see. But keep the lookout because, I don't know, we're in bad, I hate to say it, we're, it's, it's kind of scary times that we're in now. I mean, we're in a we're living in a time of disinformation from the government. We're living in a time of uh, oppression of speech from uh, the people who control speech, more or less, via social media. Uh, we're living in a time where you are being forced to do things to yourself at risk of losing your job. That have no basis in medicine such as get a vaccine that doesn't prevent the uh, disease that it's supposed to be for uh, we're living in a time when there's a toilet paper uh, not toilet paper shortage tampon shortages uh, gas gas prices are through the roof and and there's a pending food crisis potentially keep reading about this there's going to be a food crisis but there's a there's a lot of uh, strange things that are happening You, If you read, there's on the Gateway Pundit, they had an article. They have this ongoing article about food plants, food processing plants, anything to do with producing food. Unless you garden it yourself or kill it yourself, most everybody eats food that is processed somewhere along the line. Some of the food's more processed than others, but it comes from some central facility, goes to your grocery store, and you get it. Like I said, unless you grow it yourself, it's processed through some facility at some time. There has been an extremely large amount of fires, other types of disasters and food processing plants across the country. And no one has a good explanation as to why that's happening. Um, it's 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 going to be a scary situation soon. They've been telling us that there's going to be a fertilizer shortage because of Ukraine war. There's going to be um, grain shortages because of Ukraine war. And grain feeds the cattle and everything else, and so there will be meat shortages. And there's going to be gas prices through the ceiling. Just now, before we came on, the feds hiked the the federal the Fed hiked the rate base points. i sorry, hiked interest rates by 25 basis points. So that is uh, going to raise anybody's mortgage price if you're getting a new mortgage. Anybody who has credit card debt that's going to go up. Anything that has a a uh, variable interest rate is going to go up, so um, it's going to be a bad situation soon. We have we have prices of housing that people can't afford. People are moving out of areas that, or service workers or people who are don't make, uh, let's say eighty five hundred thousand dollars a year can't afford to live in the place where they work, so they're moving out of the area. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it it sure isn't good. And at the same time, we're in in we are importing migrants across the border who we have no idea who they are by the millions, literally. I was reading another article earlier, they just now, uh, those, the, they had the two border patrol, not two, they had border patrol agents who were whipping the migrants and they're actually not whipping the migrants, they were trying to make their horses go. Anyway, these people had been finally cleared of charges, criminal charges, but they're still being disciplined by the federal government. So we're living in crazy times and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I just wish that uh, I had more gold and more uh, uh, garden space and more cattle. That's what I can say, because it's, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be interesting for people who don't think it's going to be interesting for us. So the people who live in New York who are fairly well to do, and they think, you know, everything's going to be fine. They're always going to be first in the pecking order. People in the big cities, Guess where that food, all that food, comes from? All that food comes from the country. All that food comes from the areas that you fly over, and uh, it's going to be. Uh, it may be something very uh, disastrous coming up soon. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of disasters with the the gas prices, there was this, this was a video of Jennifer Granholm, who was the former governor of Michigan, I believe. Anyway, she's Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Graham and says she has a message for Americans suffering because of high gas prices. And this is on the Gateway Pundit. It says energy secretary uh, message to uh, Americans suffering because of high gas prices. Brazilians pay the same amount for gas. So this is kind of a re- rehash of what they said under their Obama years. They said Obama, when Obama was president and the gas prices were so high, they said, well, you should be glad it's not as high as it is in Europe, because in Europe, it's $8 a gallon. So here she goes. And granted that uh, she's speaking for the Biden administration, but she's speaking really for the third Obama administration, because whoever's running the show, whoever's inputting the teleprompter uh, words for Biden to speak and whoever's in the bunny suit are the same people that were running the show or helping Running the show when Obama was president, but it says uh, Grantholm said Americans should stop complaining because Canadians, Brazilians, and Germans are paying the same amount for gas. She says if you were in Brazil, you'd be paying the same amount for gas. We're talking about United States, though. John Berman said. Uh, so this is a uh, this is the message to them is l- let them drive electric vehicles. That's what their big push has been really, is they think that we should be driving electric vehicles, and this is not good. Uh, for us to have high gas prices in general, but overall it is good in the long term because it's going to force us all into electric cars, which, I've, we've, like we we've talked about before, once everybody gets an electric car, the electricity always has, has to come off the grid just like everything else. And this summer, you're going to read stories in California where there's rolling blackouts, there's brownouts, there's blackouts, and my question is this, how the hell are you supposed to function when you have uh more many 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 more cars plugged in now getting power from the grid than already are uh and the grid's already not working what's going to happen in uh, places like california what's going to happen anywhere really because like i said the grid is not built for that and what their answer would be well we need to invest in the green energy to make that happen Which is uh, kind of a backwards way of saying things, because if there was really a demand for this, even with these high gas prices, there's not a big enough demand for electric vehicles for people to go out with their own money and risk it to put in these electric vehicle uh, charging stations. Because I guarantee you, if there was money to be made in putting in electric vehicle charging stations... You would not have to have the government do it just like if there's a, if there 's money to be made in anything you don 't have to wait for the government to do it, like when they legalize marijuana in your state, do you have to wait for the government to come in and set up marijuana shops or uh, marijuana edible shops no if you if there 's a demand for it it will it will happen if the and specifically if the boundaries are removed, like with marijuana but there's no there 's no rush to install all these electric charging stations um but what's going to happen anyway so you're going to get all these cars on on the grid and the grid's going to shut down then what and then the other thing about these electric cars is i think the electric car actually is probably ideal for short-term travel or short short travel from for you know less than 10 miles let's say and especially if you have a charging station at your house you have a charging station i could see how that works i could see how that works but when you're traveling for longer than that, and even if you use the fastest charger available, uh, how is that going to work? That's going to add many, many, many uh, minutes and hours to your travel time. And uh, it, The thing is, is if, if there's a demand for it, then you will see charging stations popping up across the United States in record speed if there's money to be made at it. But there just isn't money to be made at it, even with gas at $5 a gallon. So uh, this is a kind of a, I don't know what you call it. This is, this is, I guess, a reflection on our society. It says, uh, this is from MSN. If you ever want to read some truly garbage uh, stories, read MSN.com and read their news. It is nothing but nonstop bashing of anybody who has not left, basically. And uh, this is no different. Uh, This is... This just shows you, you know, where our, 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 our culture is. It says, Lizzo listened and changed an ableist lyric. Will it be enough for white critics? So Lizzo is a rapper, apparently. So says, on Friday, Lizzo released a new song. Almost immediately, an outcry was raised regarding the lyrics of girls, spelled G-R-R-R-L-S. In the original song, the award-winning singer, rapper, and songwriter used the word, quote, spaz to refer to losing control. That word comes from spastic diplegia, a kind of cerebral poly, cerebral palsy, a group of disorders that impact a person's movement, posture, and balance. Uh, so, blah, blah, blah. Historically, the word has been used negatively as a slur against people with cerebral palsy, particularly harmful in some countries where it has a long history of being used as a schoolhouse taunt. The White House. Uh, I'm sorry, the White House. The New York Times reported. Might as well be the White House. So, so she she had this lyric in there. She changed it. she She didn't want to. Um, she didn't want to offend anybody. But right away, as soon as they changed it, what happened? And this is as disability advocates who are disabled and others have expressed concern and disappointment about the original lyric, but still others have brought up finer points that the criticism was spearheaded overwhelmingly by, by white voices, and the discussion should have been led by black disabled people. Uh, where in the world in in your life, are you so offended? This is called uh, intersectional, uh, offensive being, being offensive and just intersexual intersectionally, you know, they say intersectionalism is, uh, when you, you know, you're black and you're also, um, you're, oh, well to use our press secretary, uh, white house press secretary. She's intersectional because she's, she's a lesbian. She's black or African American, and she's an immigrant. So that's three intersections. Uh, this is looking at it from the other way: is how can how can you be offended? So this is why this you can be offended uh, because someone has responded to criticism, but it wasn't the right criticism, wasn't from the right corridors. So she she called these uh, she had this lyric that says spaz, and they say well that's 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 uh, basically derogatory term for people with cerebral palsy and so she has to change it but she she was told to change it by the wrong people and the voice and discussion this discussion should have been led by black disabled people so when you can be offended uh intersectionally uh by two different ways that's that's like a uh a level x 4d chess where you can that's the 4d chess of being offended you have to really think long and hard about that, that you have to have a almost a uh well, they have a training for it. Uh, a lot of a lot of these uh, undergraduate degrees now probably train you to be offended on multiple levels. And I think this is this is probably why I'm having trouble with this, because I haven't I graduated from college, I think, was it 2000 undergrad? And so I haven't had the uh, I haven't been afforded all of the different um culturally sensitive trainings that have been put forth now since I graduated. So if I had that, I probably would not be uh, – this would not seem foreign to me, Lizzo being uh, being criticized, A, for, being, for saying spaz, but then being criticized for changing the lyric because she wasn't criticized by the right people. I think that's what it's trying to say. I don't know who's supposed to be criticized. Is she supposed to be criticized because – She changed the lyric and she didn't wait for the right people to say it. Or I think what's supposed to be is the people who felt like it was uh, not fair to disabled people, they should have shut up and they should have realized if they had the proper training, they would have realized before they spoke. Hey, wait a second. I'm a white person, I guess, is what this person's this this article saying. I'm white. I'm not a black disabled person, so then I should shut up. So this is this. If you're listening, this is what you're going to have to get used to in the future. If things like the DGB come to fruition, this disinformation governance board, this Ezra Miller uh, being pissed off because he was arrested by cops and they referred to him as sir rather than they. They. All of these things, these intersections of oppression are going to be uh, uh, front and foremost in your life. And you better get used to it. And you're going to have to get used to driving your car, uh, you know, only for a few hours at a time and plugging it in. And if you dare raise your voice about saying that, you know, this charging station is taking me 45 minutes. I used to just be able to plug in or I used to be able to pull in and get gas. in two minutes I was gone. Be careful because that's going to land you in hot water. You're going to be criticizing the wrong person. You're going to be criticizing the wrong thing. You're not going to be the right uh, right category to criticize, and it's just going to be it's going to be hell on earth for us in the future if if this continues to go down the path we're on. Thank God, uh, though Elon Musk has um, basically said he's going to back Ron DeSantis for governor down here in the free state of Florida, and I hope he sticks with that, and I hope more people. Red Pill themselves, uh, such as Elon Musk has seen, seemed to have done recently and seen the light and and get away from this uh, insanity of where we live in a country where you can fire somebody for not getting a vaccine and you can implement all of these standards for vaccination and you can make all of these uh, demands that people get vaccinated and then you take the vaccine and you're the grand poobah of it and then you get the damn disease yourself. And then nothing happens. Something should happen to Dr. Fauci uh, for all the things that he's done to put people out of work and for all the things that they've done to uh, criticize people, make people feel bad for not getting a shot, making people stay away from their family, look at them through glass windows, making people die alone in hospitals, all for vaccines that didn't do a damn thing for Dr. Fauci. And it's a damn shame. Anyway. It's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Join us on drtommy.com slash podcast. Join us on Rumble for streaming. That's where we stream now. YouTube is the thought police and has convicted us of thought crime. So the hell with them. And uh, you can also join us on all the streaming platforms like iHeart and Spotify. Spotify has a nice player. Even though they label me COVID misinformation here and there. Anyway, and if you're in the area and you want to come in and have a consult for concierge medicine because you are a patriot and you're sick of being put through the ringer in the big corporate uh, health care situation where they don't know your name. Uh, They don't care who you are. Uh, They don't care about getting you in to see uh, see the doctor uh, in a timely fashion. And all they care about is what's your insurance and uh, did you meet your deductible or not, then you should come see us, too, at um, uh, Echelon Health Concierge Medicine. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.